Welcome everybody to another edition of The Neighborhood GM. Today is going to be a game day podcast. We brought in one of our favorite friends, Mr. Max. Welcome back. Thanks for having me back. What's up, Max? Oh, not much. Just glad we're in the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. We barely squeaked in, but you know what? We get a tough matchup with you guys. How'd you feel about the, the game getting in first off, Max? That was a... Oh, man, that the was a 49A game? Yeah. Ask George about it. He watched it with me as I paced back and forth, and I was just <laughs> mad the entire time. <laughs> yeah. And and I I stood up, and I looked right at George, and I said, you think your team's frustrating? Look at what I have to deal with every single week, week in and week out. It's constantly questioning the play calling, why certain personnel are playing ahead of other personnel, and, like, it was rough, but for some reason, it's like they always make it a one-score game every single time. They brought it down to the very last play. How they did it, I don't know, but it's incredibly frustrating and at the same time gives me hope. Okay, so I was watching this game with Max, right? And we, at the same time, are like, why are they killing clock? They're losing. <laughs> and he's just like, I don't know, man. This is just what they do. And I'm like, okay, cool, I guess. Down, down you know? by 19, by, might as well kill some clock. We almost killed the whole third quarter by just running and running and running for two, three yards. It, I was like, what are we doing? We have to come back. And then it's literally our team is built for explosive plays. So we just kind of like, fingers crossed, hope there's a big 30, 40-yard bomb to Tyler Lockett. And it happens. And I'm just, like, baffled. I'm like, how? How, are, how is this a consistent game plan? And that's what, like, makes me worried about facing the team like the Eagles or anybody else in the NFC. Yeah. And, you know, that last sequence was really just a kind of a, a nail-biter, but it was also puzzling that they took that five-yard penalty with the delay of game. And – I don't know. That's just something that I haven't seen from a good coach like Carroll. And it's something that well, I kind of wanted to get your thoughts on, Max. Yeah, it's it's puzzling to Seahawks fans as well. His um he's tend to it's his like it's not just that, just taking the delay game, but it's also like taking unnecessarily timeouts when we're clearly down by three scores, still taking pointless timeouts in the middle of the third quarter because we're just not set up correctly. And it's, it seems like he's having a lot of trust issues with like some of the younger guys and getting everybody lined up. And again, it going back to the earlier point, it's also to like the personnel that he's choosing to play like Delano Hill over, you know, a young rookie who's actually playing well and forcing fumbles out of the seven snaps that he plays. Uh, Mark, Blair. It's, it's, you know, it's very worrisome. As a Seahawks fan, it's like my anxiety level is at an all-time high. But when it gets down to that fourth quarter and crunch time, it's, it's one of those you just kind of get comfortable and understand that he's got a plan somehow and he'll get you back into it. <clears throat> well, I mean, to make your point earlier, George, um, <laughs> with the whole delay of game, think back with the Super Bowl with Butler throwing it in the end zone. Why the hell would you throw it and you just run it? I mean, stupid play call. Agreed. Anyways, so I wanted to touch base real quick. So just about your season as a whole, not so much the game. Uh, 
How do you feel of the season as a whole? It's really the first season besides like the last two seasons where it's kind of progressively gotten worse. It's the first true season where the stats clearly don't lie that our team is all offense and defense will show up uh, occasionally. Our defense has played just – there's no consistency this year, yet we're still – I believe we're the top three team – top third team as far as takeaways go. And yet we're bottom tier when it comes to sacks and we're allowing just yards after yards. And it's, again, it's, it's worrisome. And the more and more I talk about it, the less confident I feel, but we're 11 and five and our offense is killing it. And it's, it's weird because I haven't felt watching the Seahawks team, like, yes, we've had rust, but the pieces around him have like not been so consistent with injuries and stuff. It's it it's kind of worrisome to me about the uh, defense going forward, and that's like a big thing about going into the off season. I talked to George about this for a whole week about how we need to just focus all of our attention on defense. And I mean, it's weird because our offense is killing it. We're now at a point where our third down conversion is actually, you know. A lot better than it has been, and so when it, we're down in those like third and five, third and seven, I'm I'm more confident that we can convert rather than not convert where it used to be back in the day. Okay, what do you think? What, what about your draft players? How do you think they panned out so far? So far, I am loving it. Oh, comparatively to the uh, like maybe three, four years ago, it's you know that's where you get Delano Hill, Tedrick Thompson, and Malik McDowell who just disappeared. Um, but like, you know, outside of his injuries, Will Disley, unfortunately he's been injured, but he's looked like this amazing tight end that we've gotten. But again, he keeps getting injured. Um, you know, Marquise Blair, who we drafted this year, DK Metcalf is outstanding. I was waiting for that name to come up. Man, 900 yards, seven touchdowns. Oh, a blessing. I'm glad I got his Jersey. And, uh, I knew that fool was going to be a beast once he got started. It's it's weird. It's funny because he, he's one of those people that you see that, you know, you see the college kids, you're like, Oh, they're really big and stuff. And then you get to the NFL, you're like, Oh, you know, they're kind of just the same size, but no, he's, he's huge. And I was telling George about this uh, last week. He's, he got a lot of uh, offensive pass interference penalties just because of his size. When he just tries to move people out of the way, he just ends up shoving them he's five big. yards. He's, he's gigantic. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, and I remember someone saying that Ortega Whiteside was going to be better than DK Metcalf. I never said he was going to be better. I said he was going to be good. <laughs> I said it's a good pick. I never said he was going to be better. Thanks, Max. Jamie, Makes me the, feel so the, much better. Give the guy some time, okay? Give him Who? some time. Ortega? Give him some time. He's been given all the opportunities in the world, man. He has with the injuries. Yes, he has. He yeah. has. He's also been injured too. Oh my god, dude! <laughs> you know what? Don't even get me started. Well, we're gonna get there in a minute, so you just hold that thought for a few more minutes, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, uh, you, you kind of got my other question: off-season needs. Mm-hmm. So, is defense your only one? Uh, so our main one right now is. Uh, I would say pass rush. Our defensive line needs a lot of work because our first-round pick, this kind of goes back to the previous question, our first-round pick, LJ Collier, really hasn't panned out to be anything yet. It's been a little disappointing. He hasn't gotten a whole lot of snaps 
to be fair to him, and he did miss uh, all of preseason and, uh, you know, the rookie camp and all that because he got hurt. And he's been, you know, he's, you know, again, it's Pete, what he's been doing lately, it's it's a little confusing because he doesn't seem to put a lot of trust in the rookies anymore. And he's he's prioritizing other players ahead of him when a lot of fans want to see what LJ Collier has to do, but they're playing somebody like Brandon Jackson ahead of him. And it's no, you know, knock on Brandon Jackson who had two sacks against Pittsburgh Steelers. He He's just all really inconsistent. He just disappears. And we just kind of want to see what LJ Collier has to offer. And the good thing about that is they have been mixing in Shaquem Griffin a lot. And he is just so fast. Like we were watching the Eagles game uh, yesterday. We were rewatching it and he was flying. He almost got Carson once like two, three times. And it was just, you know, Carson was Carson and got the ball out real fast. And was um, it a fumble? That was that was one of the that was the worst game he's played all year, like four fumbles, a pick, something. Ah, that that well, was oh, such a bad well, yeah. Game. Kind of going to the offseason needs again is pass rush. The last time our defensive line and our pass rush actually played well was against you guys. That was the last time. And the good thing is we didn't actually have Jadavian Clowney playing at that time. And this week we actually are going to have Jadavian Clowney playing now. Mr. George seems to think that Jason Peters will lock him up and Jason Peters plays every single line position and Jadavian's only <laughs> going to be there. But I think Jadavian... I've only seen him play on the right side, so... Oh, no, he, he moves around. He Sometimes they have him roam through the middle, too. And that's, well, that's even worse for you because then Jason Kelsey's going to block him. We'll see, bud. We'll see. And we'll then if see. he goes to the right side, then Lane Johnson's going to block him. If he plays. If he plays. he's If he, he plays. He's less likely to play than Ertz, right? Yeah, because it's not going to be Andre Dillard this time, bud. Let me be real with you. Yeah, I know it's not going to be Andre Dillard, who Rasheem Green, our third-round pick from last year, who's our – like. Just to point out how bad our defensive line has been, Rasheem Green is leading the – led the team in sacks this year with – Guess how many sacks? Two. Four. <laughs> so he, a total of four. He led the team in sacks. And, uh, yeah, it's – but Jadavion Clowney is – he gets a lot of pressure on the team, on uh, quarterbacks. He leads – he's one of the top guys as far as pressure goes and getting doubled. So he just takes up a lot of space. And, honestly, it's it's been nice to have him around, but – He's dealt with a core injury this entire season. And, like, just this week, he, he's he been on the injury report every single day. But he's taken off today because he practiced. And that's what uh, Coach Carroll was saying today. He said, for the playoffs, this is what it's going to be. He's just going to miss, like, the entire week of practice. And then on that last day, he's going to practice. And, um, you know, just to get some time in to get ready for it. Because his core injury is just not going to go away. We know yeah. all about those core injuries, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Deshaun Jackson, hopefully if we beat the Eagles, he'll come back. But, Seahawks. you know, one one Seahawks, thing that I buddy. see yeah. that's a huge – Yeah, hopefully, hopefully if we beat the Eagles, yeah, he'll come back. <laughs> <hard>. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, one thing that I see that you guys need pretty desperately are tackles mm-hmm. because the one area that I'm going to say that the Eagles have an advantage on you is defensive line. Mm-hmm. versus that offensive line. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, dude, your line. Yeah, it's it's Ooh. it's banged up. That's that's the second need of our offseason is Dwayne Brown's still hurt. He's not getting any younger. 
Uh, that guy has quite possibly the largest arms in the entire league. It's insane how large his biceps are, but yet his biceps are the things that are hurting, his, that and his knees. So he's not going to be playing. It's going to be George Fant, who held up really well against the 49ers last week against Bosa. The the big problem that George is alluding to that I completely understand and agree with and don't understand, again, why he's still playing is our right tackle, Jermaine Fetty, who the moment the ball is snapped, he is already hanging out with Russ in the back. He just backs up all the way, and it – man, it's – as the Seahawks fan, you can ask any Seahawks fan about do you want to re-sign – Jermaine Effetti, do you like Jermaine Effetti? Do you think we should pick up his option? Everybody unanimously you will say no. He was our first-round pick four years ago. It's He's been disappointing ever since. He just hasn't developed into what, you know, his best season was last season. And that was only because we added DJ Fluker next to him and we had the best rushing game. He's really good at rushing. He's a good run blocker, but he's horrible when it comes to pass blocking. So all you need to do is line up every single lineman on the right side, just rush directly out of Fetty, and you'll get 20 sacks. <laughs> so time to cut bait is what you're saying. Oh, oh, yeah, 100%. We actually did not pick up his option this year, and it's I can't wait to party in the streets. Even if we lose to you guys tomorrow, I'm still having a party in the streets if we don't pick up a Fetty. We don't re-sign them to some low deal. I just I can't do it anymore. Well, how do you okay? Well, speaking of that, we're going off of that, piggybacking off yeah. the run. I mean, you guys were dealt two major threes. I mean, I feel we three. lost well, first, I'm, second, and third string. We lost CJ Prosize too, who's our third string. Oh, I knew it was the first two. Mm-hmm. But I like Carson too. That's that's a tough one. Wasn't yeah. it an ACL? It was something major. Uh, it was – he actually – no, it was something – I don't know exactly what it was, but it's not ACL because he doesn't need any surgery on it. Uh, I believe Penny was the one with the ACL. That's right. I knew it was one of them. Yeah. And I was like Penny. Yeah. Penny. But, well, Penny was the one that actually – like. it's funny because the last time he – like when he first showed up and started his run of where he started doing really good consecutively was against you guys. When he had that big 70-yard run or whatever it was, yeah, it was like we were all really excited. CX fans were like, yeah, next week he had another great game. And then boom, boom, bye-bye. So then how do you feel about the Beast? I love it, man. I love oh. having him back, man. I love having him back. It's, it's one of those things where it's like, of, of course, he's not going to be the same. We all know that. We're not blind. But – it's one of those things where it's just a big morale boost. And like, I like Travis Homer to the, you know, he's a rookie out of Miami that we got this year in the fifth round. Um, and he's, he was, he was uh, one of the highest graded run blocker or uh, pass blockers, pass blocking running backs uh, coming out of the draft too. And I was showing George um, in the film, he's, he picked up a bunch of stunts when there was like Dre Greenlaw was flying up the middle and he just, he just uh, blocked him. He was just a brick wall and just stopped him in his tracks. He's, I'll say this, Travis Homer is a much, much better pass blocker than Rashad Penny, who completely forgot that Malcolm Jenkins existed when he came <laughs> free on the side. If you remember that play, where he I just do. looked the other way. Oh, man, that one still hurts. But I am I'm very confident Like we can just kind of scheme our way. Because, you know, at the end of the day, we've become a very, you know, we got Russ, we have DK, we have Tyler Lockett, we have pieces, we, sh- we can figure it out. 
You won't figure it out against the Eagles defense. The Eagles defense, <laughs> Jalen Mills is going to lock everyone down. He's okay. going to take, oh, take okay. a whole half of the field, and that's it. Okay. <laughs> no, but let's be real here, okay? Um, Metcalf towers over everybody we have. Yeah, but I think, I think LeBlanc and McCloyd will do a pretty good job covering him. Rizal Douglas will do a good job, too. Pass is definitely going to be all over Wilson. That's for sure. It's going to be a lot different than it was the first game, I feel. We've been coming on a lot stronger. Uh, it's nothing against – I mean, it goes back to what we were saying. It's the line. But I think that's also it's, – it's a double-edged sword. And, yeah, yeah. Wentz is, or Russell's going to get the ball out quick, you know? He's going to be or, making – Huh? It's an or. It's going to be a long bomb past the locket, too. It's gonna be, uh, or it's well, going to be mean, a stupid trip That's all really it's going to do. If they were smart yeah, – yeah, if they yeah. were smart, they would just do long bombs all day because it's going to be a pass interference or it's going to be a catch, whichever one. Yeah, because there's a, there's a big bomb in the last game to Tyler Lockett. Oh, right was. on over Jalen Mills. If I wait, remember talking, correctly. Wait, are you talking about the trick play? No, no, no. That was to Malik Turner, who is not going to be playing this game because of a concussion. <laughs> Damn, another one. Yeah, yeah. I know which one you're talking yeah. about. Oh yeah, we got. Top, but it wasn't. I. It's. We actually um, have a higher list of players. We have 19 players on IR, and you guys only got 18. So, tit for tat. Hey, we got the lead on that one. So. <laughs> yeah, 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 but at least you have your one, your two, and your three receivers, though. <laughs> <laughs> at least you have your one, your two, your three, your four running back. No. <laughs> <laughs> Well, as in, well, we'll see. Not Sanders, really. <laughs> I don't think Sanders should even be playing this. Give it to Scott. That fool's earned it. And Scott I, and I Howard. Really, <sighs> yeah, I don't know. They, why didn't they play Howard that much last game? I, have, I think I have a different take. I think I have a different take than George on this one, but you want to hit that one first? Yeah, he he came out and said that he wasn't even supposed to play, that he was just on the active roster just because, uh, just in case. And obviously, we saw what happens with Sanders, you know. So, one of those things, man. I think he even if supposed to play, I think even if he was at, like ready, I don't think he would have played him. Scott, there's something about Scott with the way he plays. The second that he got into the game against the Giants, the first time around, he's been a lightning bolt. Like on the earlier podcast we have, I he reminds me so much of how an earlier Sproles was. Because he just ignites the offense. Everything was sputtering. All of a sudden, you get this little wheel route that comes out to the right, and he goes for 20 yards. Like it's That's just what he does, and he can't stop it. <clears throat> it's really, really hard to stop, especially with him because like, he's, a little, he's like a little bowling ball. Dude, that fool is – well, he's, he's George and I's height. We short. He's short. He's like 200 pounds, nothing, at 5'6". Like he's tiny. Yeah. He's a yeah, I, guy. That was the one thing that um that got brought up a lot this week with a lot of the sports pundits was that they said that that might be a key issue with the Seahawks is like what we did well is we actually held up well against those little screen and wheel routes against you guys last time because we kind of game plan for it, but this whole season we actually have been one of the worst teams as far as defending the pass against running backs, so. Like watching that game against the Giants, I was like, okay, well, if we if we falter on these, they're going to be broken off because I agree that like Boston Scott is just a little, you know, he's like a little lightning bug inside of a bottle just waiting to come out. And 
and that's like you know that's while I always favor those players that are kind of like the no-name players coming into the playoffs that just pop up and out of nowhere like Boston Scott could be the uh you know that name that you start saying at the end of the season when you're like you know keep your eye on him because now he's gonna be you know he's gonna be big name coming up because he could be the next three Cohen and like you know that's why I feel that's why I'm confident about like people like on our team like Travis Homer and another receiver that got one pass that was very crucial against the 49ers is John Ursua, the guy for the cat from uh, ha- uh, Hawaii that we drafted last year in the seventh round by training a sixth rounder this upcoming year. And it was the first game where he actually got a catch and everybody's been, all the Seahawks fans have been mad that he hasn't gotten any more play time over the likes of people like David Moore and uh, Teron Brown. And so, like, that's what I'm looking forward to, and that's why I love playoff football is because that's when you get to see, you know, these kind of, like, you know, guys you haven't heard of, these practice squad guys that come out of nowhere, and next thing you know, they're household names next season. Chris Matthews? Oh, yeah. Well, it was. (laughs) It was Chris Matthews. And we don't know where he's at anymore. (laughs) Yeah, I know. So, Max, how do you see this game rolling out? Um, again, I agree with you guys. I don't think it's going to be anything close to the last game that we played. Um, but I do think it'll be a scrappy game up until the end. I think it will come down to the fourth quarter. I think there'll be probably like two, three lead changes. Um, but I think the Seahawks will come out on top. (laughs) Yep. Laugh all you want. We will come in on top 28 to 20. Wow. Okay, a little high scoring. I agree with you on the score. Hey, on a side note, though, hey, do you remember what the score was I predicted the last time? I wasn't uh-huh. too far off. But you guys only scoring 14 points? Oh, we got 17? Yeah, it was pretty close on that well, how much did, Well, how much did you predict your team was going to score? 24? Oh, so you're off. you're off by 15. Team. Yeah, we also had three guys on the IR too. <laughs> oh, don't worry, man. Everybody's on the IR now. That's true. Uh, no, I agree. It's, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game as well. I think it'll still be, still be in the 20s. But, yeah, it, it will come down to the fourth. And I think this is going to be – it's nothing against the Seahawks. I've always liked them. They've always kind of – I think it'll be That's the same fair. score. So I can respect that. As a, even though I disagree. Oh, and I have, and I will even I got George's look right here. <laughs> bad about Mills today. I disagree with both of you. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. I think the Eagles will win by three, 17-14. And then I think it's going to – like I was telling you, Lloyd, I think it's just going to be an ugly game. It's going to be a time of possession game, and that's all it's going to pan out to be. From what I've seen from the Seahawks, I don't expect it to be anything different, man. They want to run the ball with Russ. They want to run the ball with Marshawn. They want to run the ball with Travis Homer. Cool, because we're going to do the same thing with Sanders. We're going to do the same thing with Scott. With Scott, we're going to do the same thing with Ward on little end arounds and stuff like that. I don't see this being a game where we're going to score a ton of points. That's fair. We'll I can see. understand that. But, well, uh, yeah, I think, I, again, I always just picture it's going to be a higher scoring just because we've already played each other this year. And we kind of understand what the team is, what the makeup is at this point. This is the only reason why I think it'll be higher scoring. 
But, you know, if it is lower scoring, I won't be surprised. I just – the only thing that will surprise me if it does happen is, like, a blowout by either team. That's the only thing that will surprise me. Because they, it, that's what confuses me about a lot of these, you know, like, uh, you know, Fox Sports and ESPN when they're like, oh, the Seahawks are going to – it's going to take everything from the Eagles. I was like, what are you guys talking about? They're in the playoffs. They don't like, know shit, bro. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Because, like, again, I respect the Eagles. I've always – I like Doug Peterson. I like what, you know, your team is. You know, next man up. We're the same team. You know, it's, it's not – you know, like I'm interested to see Carson Wentz. I want to see if he can actually get that first playoff win. But uh, I mean, hopefully it's next year and not against us. So <laughs> fingers crossed. I respect you guys, but I hope you guys have a good offseason uh, and draft fair. well early. <laughs> that's well, with fair. that being said, we're going to wrap this last podcast up before the weekend hits. But Max, since you're the guest, last word. Do you want the last word, I should say? Do I want the last word? Yeah. Uh, uh, and Russ, we trust. He is a uh, All Pro second team, first All Pro selection. Bobby Wagner is has received his fifth uh, first team All Pro selection, and tears came down my eyes because I love that man to death. That is all. Sounds right good. on. Spoken hey, from hey. a true Eagles fan or a true Seahawks fan. <laughs> <laughs> all right. On that note, George, any last words before we sign off? Yeah, Brandon Brooks didn't get an all-pro mention. That makes me kind of upset. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> we had a lot that didn't. Let's just put it that way. But on that note, we're going to catch you on the flip side. Have a good one.